Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Market Adventures Podcast. I have a really cool episode for you today. I found this actually while I was going through Quora. Um, Quora is a really, really cool platform where people post questions and answers, and this gives you an idea of what people are thinking and kind of the questions they want answered. Um, this story is actually about Victoria's Secret, which until I read it, I knew nothing about the business, but when I read this story, I found it super, super interesting. So in this episode, we're going to look at the worst mistake you can make in business and how you can avoid this mistake. Stay tuned. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So there was this guy named Roy Raymond. Roy Raymond came up with the idea for Victoria's Secret. That's right. A guy came up with the idea for Victoria's Secret. Now, he and his wife partnered in the idea, but it originally came from Roy feeling um, embarrassed for, from buying lingerie for his wife. Right, because it, it's typically in the especially in the seventies, it wasn't a very manly thing to do to be caught buying lingerie, right? Even if it was for a good cause, right, for his wife. So Victoria's Secret, the company, was actually founded in nineteen seventy seven by Roy and his wife Gay, right? Ray report, reportedly spent eight years after his uh, feelings of embarrassment, spent eight years studying the lingerie market, right. Market research. We talked about that in one of our past episodes. Uh, he borrowed forty thousand from his family, so I mean, not everybody has access to forty thousand dollars. So it was nice that he has access to that. And he borrowed forty thousand dollars from a bank. He used that eighty thousand dollars to establish Victoria's Secret. Right. The idea for the store was a was that it was a place that men could feel comfortable buying lingerie. Now today, or not today, because COVID, right? But uh, prior prior to COVID, pre-COVID, when I would go into the mall with my girlfriend and she would go to Victoria's Secret, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one because I was joined by other men outside the same store. I'm sitting on the little chairs on the little benches outside Victoria's Secret. Now, I have no problem going inside, but that just seems to be the natural place for me when... Ever she went uh, underwear shopping, I would just sit on the outside on the bench on my phone playing, whatever the case may be, and I wasn't alone. So I don't know if it quite uh, established the purpose of it. When the store was bought out by, um, what was his name, Leslie. When the store was bought out by Leslie, the direction of the store changed dramatically from what uh, Roy had originally imagined. Now, Roy thought that Victoria's Secret had plateaued when he sold it. Right, it was already it was doing six million dollars in revenue a year. That was really good, but Roy decided to sell Victoria's Secret for just one million dollars. I guess he wanted it in cash, and he went on to other business ventures, none of which were successful. So he and his wife had a successful business. Um, they ran into some problems along the way, but they found ways to fix them now and again. They had a couple stores, four or five stores. 
and they were doing six million dollars a year. They even had the uh, Victoria's Secret catalog, right? That was Roy's idea, but he sold it for a million dollars because he couldn't see anything beyond where he was at the moment. Now, after he sold his store, I mean, after he sold Victoria's Secret to Leslie Wexner, just a few years later, his marriage began to deteriorate. He spent all of the money that he had on these different business ventures, none of which were successful. After his marriage deteriorated, he ended up taking his life just 10 years after the sale of his store, three years after his divorce, taking his life jumping off of a bridge, actually. Now, uh, Leslie Wexner is now worth several billion dollars. Now, it isn't all from Victoria's Secret, but Victoria's Secret was a big part of this uh, financial success, success for him. It's a billion-dollar business. So the worst mistake to make in business, as I kind of led you into this, the worst mistake to make in business is forgetting why you started. Remember, he created the business so that men wouldn't feel uh, ashamed to buy lingerie for their wives. Along the way, he's, he made a lot of strides within the business. Again, this is first time starting a business of this magnitude. He made some strides to a point where Victoria's Secret was doing $6 million a year. So he was doing something right. But along the way, he lost, he lost sight of why he started. When Leslie took over, he immediately started to target the female customer base. Now, that's due in part to why Victoria's Secret became so popular and so profitable but that wasn't Roy's original vision, right? Roy's original vision was for men to feel comfortable, right? Not to target necessarily women. And the next lesson, right? The second lesson, I'm, it's kind of somber now because it is sad that he, he took his own life, um, is not believing in yourself, in yourself, right? These different business ventures that he started after came as a result of him not believing that he could do more with Victoria's Secret. He felt that the Victoria's Secret was at its end, that he couldn't do anything more with it. If he saw, if he could have seen what he could have done with it in his mind's eye, right, in his heart, if he could have seen the real value of this, the, the, this brand, this business he started, he may have stuck with it a much, much longer and seen the financial value in it and not have gone to try to you know, risk his family's financial footing for these other business ventures. Now, you might counter and say it was believing in himself because he decided to try other things. Yes, it is believing in himself to try other things, but the first thing he started, he's, the only reason he stopped was because he stopped believing in himself, right? He stopped believing in his ability to take Victoria's Secret beyond where it was, right? He thought it plateaued. So believing in himself in the initial, in the initial business would have yielded great results for him and probably would have preserved his marriage and his life. But who knows? And the last lesson, and this lesson I tell to everybody I get a chance to. I actually, uh, the, the children that I work with at my um, at the high school that I, I do the medical care for, the um, I, I believe, I'm trying to remember the story. I told, I told the students, you know, would you rather me give you $10 today or $20 tomorrow? And one student said, you know, $20 tomorrow for sure. And one student said $10 a day. And I said, yes. I mean, there is a value in investing and a value in waiting. But 
if you're getting something for free, right, or you if you already have something of great value, right, we're not talking $1 and $20, we're talking 50% of it, one in the hand is better than two in the bush. And I believe there's some biblical connotation to that. One in the hand is better than two in the bush. What that means is having a guaranteed, having something guaranteed that you want in your hand, you're holding on to it, is better than two in the bush. In, in essentially, it's better than something that may be valued more, but you can't see it, right? It's in the bush. Now, again, with investing and stocks and things like that, it's a little bit different. You know, you make a th- you have a thousand dollars left over from your paycheck, and you're investing it to make some kind of return. You're not looking to make fifty. I don't know, fifty percent on it. You're looking to make a lot more. A lot of those, you know, the, 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 we're talking semantics changes, but that's essentially the idea, right? He had a very profitable business. He, he saw, he had a dream, he brought it, he made it reality, and he had the opportunity to continue scaling up. It was something that he and his family put together, and they were, you know, happily married, and they were financially well off, and on top of it, he was, he had his dream. But he thought, he was, he had one in the hand, essentially. But he was looking for that two in the bush, right? He thought he could do much better financially if he just took this million dollars. And then the second business he actually went into, he invested $850,000 into. So you'd imagine his $1 million paycheck, he spent, you know, a great majority of that, five-sixths of that on the next investment, which he only left $150,000 for he and his family, which I'm sure didn't bode well. So... Again, he took one that he had in the hand and he tried to get two in the bush when he should have just taken that one and nurtured it and multiplied it and really grown it because it had his heart in it. So I really thought that I would share that story with you mainly because I wanted to get those lessons across, right? Believing in yourself. Remember why you started whatever business it is. Remember why you started and you know, feel free to go back and listen to a couple episodes of what I've done about business. They they're they're quoted business tips where I talk about doing you know making sure you do your market research, but also you know respecting the facts, right? Respecting numbers. If the businesses are working, make sure you reevaluate. Make sure you uh, you know step aside and figure out what you have to do and retool it. Blah blah blah. All that th- all those things you want to go back and listen to. But at the end of the day, I never said quit. And I will never say quit. Never stop believing in yourself. Even if, you know, you want to start a restaurant and it's not doing well, you know, maybe you shouldn't be selling Mexican food, right? It doesn't mean you shouldn't be, you know, doing food at all. Maybe your passion is cooking. Maybe it's, maybe it's not the entire industry that's not for you. Maybe it's one particular thing. You retool, you reevaluate, and you refocus. You re-enter the marketplace with your dream and your passion, but never quit. Never forget why you started. And take advantage of the things that you have in your hand. The last episode I talked about $15 minimum wage. If you're making $10 an hour, you know, 9 11 whatever, you have one in your hand already. It may not be the one you wanted, but how can you use that one in your hand to make two without risking it for something you cannot see, right? And when I say see, see with your mind's eye. So take those lessons into whatever kind of business business practice you have, pursuits, whatever it is. Learn from what 
Mr. Raymond, right, the mistakes that Roy made. Learn from his passion. Understand his passion. Understand the fact that he found an opportunity in his everyday life and made it into a million-dollar business, which was worth billions of dollars. Understand the opportunities that you have around you, but also don't forget the opportunities that lie within you because that is what's going to allow you to avoid making bad business decisions. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. You can actually connect with me directly now. I've started a line, and you can call me or text me directly at 786-254-1413. That's 786-254-1413. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, and you've been listening to the Market Adventures Podcast. Until next time.